Hey everybody, I'm Eric, and today I watched WWE Fast Lane 2017, which aired on March 5th, 2017. Um, overall, I I'm baffled by this show. It is the weirdest pay-per-view I've seen. Um, it's it kind of felt just randomized at times. And uh, the the finishes to the last couple of matches were were not not great. But the the thing that I'm I'm disappointed most in is that Roman Reigns beat Braun Strowman. And now I kind of understand uh, how he beat him uh, because Braun Strowman went for a huge move off of the top rope uh, into a big splash all the way across the ring. And uh, he 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 misses. He doesn't miss. Roman Reigns uh, rolls out of the way. So I could see that being kind of his downfall, uh, like literal downfall. Um, so I, I, I guess I don't really mind it that much. But Braun Strowman has been this this absolute monster, and I have that just end abruptly in the pay per view before WrestleMania. I don't, I don't know. I don't get it. What's what's Braun Strowman going to do at WrestleMania now? Like his his momentum has just been stopped in its tracks. So I I have no idea. Maybe we'll find out some some sense of what's going to be going down um at least with Braun Strowman um on Raw. But uh yeah, I I was just baffled at that point and then everything everything from then on I guess technically there were only two more matches after that. So I guess the last three matches just totally, I don't know. But the pre-show, the pre-show is fantastic. All right, so let's talk about that. And I think that's mostly because the pre-show is uh, all about, not all about, but everything other than the the promos for, or the, the video packages for the other feuds and stuff going on. Uh, we had the tag team match with the Cruiserweights, and we also had the real main event of the night, Austin Aries' package, his beautiful package. Um, so, it, yeah, it was it was the same one that we saw on 205 Live, I think, but it was, it was still, like, one of the best things of the whole of the whole show. Also, one of my favorite things, I have a couple of, of things I really liked during the show. It was not worth watching it live for four hours. I should have done something else and then watch this when uh, there, when nothing else is going on. But um, one of my favorite things was uh, the Brian Kendrick, Noam Dar, and Alicia Fox are backstage uh, early on in the pre-show. And uh, I, don't, I don't remember anything about the conversation itself, but once Brian Kendrick leaves... He he doesn't have any confidence in Noam Dar. Um, Alicia Fox is like, he's wearing my jacket. Or one very similar to it. <laughs> it still makes me laugh. I want to go back and actually watch that again. So if, if you watch anything from this entire show, I recommend just watching that segment. And really only the, the last 30 seconds of it. Uh, because if if you're like me, it'll make it'll make you laugh a lot. So, bravo, Alicia Fox, awesome. So on to the the actual match. We had Rich Swan and Akira Tozawa teaming up 
against Noam Dar and the Brian Kendrick with Alicia Fox at ringside. They use her as a shield a couple of times. And then when she isn't there to uh, ward off their opponents, uh, that's when they are able to get the upper hand. Anyway, uh, Rich Swan hits the Phoenix Splash on Noam Dar and gets the win. Uh, that was pretty awesome to see that move in there. Uh, my favorite line from this match was, of course, from Austin Aries. He says, uh, Noam Dar looks like a blind guy if you snatched his glasses. His sunglasses, rather. Like, yeah, that's that's a very accurate description. Very accurate. Uh, and then my other favorite match, this is like the second. I'd say this is the second best match of the night. And then the best match of the night, Neville versus Jack Gallagher. I thought for sure Jack Gallagher was gonna gonna get the win uh, because he's dominated Neville at all these um, interactions. But I think that maybe because he was wearing a suit at the time of those uh, those confrontations, he was not wearing a suit tonight, and I think that's is uh, that uh, led to the uh, the opening that Neville needed to not that Neville really needed like one little thing like an Achilles heel type thing to focus on but if if anything I would say Jack Gallagher lost the match because he was not wearing his suit because when he's wearing his suit he just dominates Neville so maybe we'll get another another match between them or maybe it'll just be like a weird throwaway six-man uh, a fatal six, not that's what it was called a six pack challenge at WrestleMania for the cruiserweight title. And, and it's probably gonna be on the pre-show or something. I don't know. I don't know. I, and are we going to see any of the UK guys at WrestleMania? Mm, I maybe, maybe they will be at NXT takeover the night before, but they're supposed to be, I guess, starting in May, they're going to be on the, the main shows or at least one of the main shows raw probably. Anyway, um, yeah, go check out Neville versus Jack Gallagher. Best match of the night. And that happens like halfway through the show. I don't know. Uh, my notes are not very – they're in a chronological order, but I can't really tell. Like there are some parts that a lot more happened that I thought was interesting than others. So I don't know if it – it seems like it's about halfway through the show. So go check it out. Um all right, so let's talk about the fast lane itself. We had Samoa Joe defeating Sami Zayn with the Kachina Clutch, or however you pronounce that and or spell that. You can't see how I spelled it, um, but I did not spell it correctly, I don't think. Maybe I did. I, I could check that, but, you know, you know uh, it doesn't really matter that much on a piece of paper. Only I am looking at uh so yeah that was a pretty good match it was a pretty good match i enjoyed it um and I, this whole night i was expecting all kinds of, of like interference and stuff which didn't happen until the last two matches so that was kind of i i guess a, a swerve in itself kind of i don't know uh i was i was hoping that finn balor would come out or rather that uh, Samoa Joe, after winning, would continue beating down uh, Sami Zayn and trying to injure him in some way. Uh, and then Finn Balor would come out and say, save the day, protect Sami Zayn from the Destroyer. 
and we'd get that kind of uh, feud uh, set up for going into WrestleMania. But that didn't happen. And so we just got a, a win, and then Samojo walks off like a, a normal match. Uh, I mean, most of this actually, <laughs> the entire pay per view did just felt like a, an episode of Raw. Like nothing was. I don't. I don't even know how to describe it. It's. It just felt like. Uh, oh, we got like they put it together today. That's what it felt like. Not like they've been working towards it for a whole month um since since the royal rumble like it just felt like oh this is oh we have we have this show today we gotta write it and put it together real quick go 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 so i'm i don't know maybe that is what happens and like they had all kinds of other plans but then they didn't go through or something i don't know um we had this phone call from Stephanie McMahon um, calling McFoley. She's like held up at the airport or something that she can't get to the show. And so this whole big deal is made out of it. And I, I'm sure that that's going to be uh, play into things on raw, the raw following this. And uh, it's got to be now. Okay. Uh, about 45 minutes into this show, uh, into the actual show, I, I started thinking, um, this is this is really weird. This is is not great. Everything's going really poorly. And then I realized, oh, that phone call between Steph and Mick was like, oh, if this show doesn't go well, then you're going to be in big trouble or whatever. And no, there better be no interference. The main event and the uh, the the women's match, uh, the women's championship and the the universal championship matches. There better not be anything that goes wrong during those and all of that. Um, and I thought, well, maybe all of this is awful on purpose, or maybe just those two things are awful on purpose. And because raw in general lately, uh, is only really good when they're trying to be really good in certain segments, trying to purposely be bad in a couple of segments, it just has the same effect in the opposite direction. So I don't think the whole thing was, was bad on purpose. But having a couple of things that were bad on purpose uh, had, like, that that effect on everything else. So, ah, well, what can we do? What can we do except for hope that things improve or not watch Raw and just enjoy the the amazingness of SmackDown 205 Live and, well, mainly, mainly those two. Um, NXT, NXT is getting a little bit better. Uh, it's dipped. A, a tad lately but anyway uh all right so up next we had gals and anderson versus enzo and Cass. uh gals and anderson retained their championships oh thank goodness i was worried during some of this like this this match is when i started to become baffled started to wonder what is happening here what is happening here i guess i shouldn't have been surprised seeing as uh, Gallows and Anderson have been going up against Roman Reigns by himself the last couple of weeks, but still, it's like why? It really feels like um, Gallows and Anderson are working as hard as they can to make Enzo and Cass look better, 
And uh, to do that, they sacrificed not uh, not getting in any good offense. We had a few great flying kicks from Carl Anderson, but other than that, it's yeah. I just got this feeling that they were spending all their energy trying to uh, to sell their opponents' abilities instead of uh, just being powerhouses themselves. And then they had to. Uh, they had to work together with like a, a sort of dirty finish, but not really. I mean, uh, Enzo is pretty much done. He just had, he was just kind of by luck. It's, it seemed like by luck that his, his foot was able to get on there. And actually before they played the replay, I thought, hold on. Did, did Carl Anderson just put, or I forget which one of them was, was in the ring at the time. Uh, did he just put, Enzo's foot on the rope for him and then and then Gallows knocked it off before the rest saw it. Uh that's what it looked like from the initial angle, but the uh the replay showed that yeah, he did actually do it on his own, but it's uh kind of in the same way that if you throw a chicken um into the fridge that the wing might uh end up propped up on on top of the the bottle of ketchup that it landed next to. A pretty similar situation. Anyway, um, yeah, the match was the match was okay, but uh, yeah, like I said, it just seems so much like Gallers and Anderson used their energy to to helping um, Enzo and Cass do better. Which I mean, it isn't that isn't a bad thing in itself, but in a, a championship match on a pay per view, ah. Uh, yeah, yeah. I I I would wanted this. I want to see better than that. Um, up next, we had uh, so during the pre-show, Jinder Mahal and Rusev have, have had a falling out. I guess they're upset with each other, um, and so they both want singles runs. And so Mick says, "All right, we're well, going to have a four out of <laughs> a four of, out of seven falls series um, as a joke." But uh, nobody was having that. So says, okay, go out to the ring tonight, and you'll have surprise opponents. So they both come out at the same time. And uh, so they start fighting each other at first because they're like, I came out first. No, I came out first and all that. And then uh, Lana is just hanging out. And uh, Cesaro and Sheamus come out. And I think, oh, it was a trick. They're in a tag team match now. No, that's not the case. Uh, Cesaro... Fights Jinder Mahal. Cesaro wins. Uh, he hits a big uh, drop kick. Um, what was the one thing that I thought was? Oh yeah, uh, we did get a Swiss one nine. So if nothing else out of this match, we saw a Swiss one nine. I always enjoy seeing that. Um, so Cesaro wins, and then I think, well, then Sheamus is fighting Rusev, I guess. Uh, no, Big Show is. We didn't even see Sheamus at all after the initial entrance. Kind of weird. Kind of weird. Uh, so Big Show comes out and uh, basically destroys Rusev. Hits him with two choke slams and a knockout punch. He's in the corner. He's not even. He's like done. Why hit him with that knockout punch? So, like, there's the joke that you never know if Big Show is a face or a heel. That, uh, but, but seriously, I have no idea what he was. And is Rusev a face or a heel at this point? I I feel like he's a good guy. 
Like he's getting picked on and and all of that. And by the way, his haircut I, I think it's funny. I think it's funny. And the whole handsome Rusev thing, uh it's it's silly. Silly and ridiculous and and whatnot. If it's if it's the reason that the big show just beat him up tonight, well, if I was the big show and I looked across the ring and saw that haircut, I'd be like, oh, I got to punch this guy in the face. Even if he's he's out of it, slumped in the corner, I just got to punch him in the face. I just got to punch him in the face. <laughs> we got a couple of great close-ups of Rusev and his hair a little bit uh, wild. And, um, and he's got a snarl on his face. There's a great uh, gif of it. Actually, I, I linked to that gif in reply to the WWE Twitter he said, what'd you think of Fastlane tonight? And I linked that um, reaction and it's uh, Rusev turning, turning tick towards the camera and then snarling. Amazing. Um, but yeah, there's a, a great close up. Uh, I think it happened before that where his hair is just crazy and he's, he's angry and uh, I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's how I feel right now. Um, Little did I know, little did I know that it would just just get worse. So yeah, these two matches were just baffling. It's like, oh yeah, just throw a couple of more. That these two matches are a lot of the reason why it felt like it was just thrown together today because there's stuff that we weren't expect. I mean, not to say that that's a bad thing. It's a different kind of stuff that we were not expecting. There are extra matches that we had no idea about. That's an entirely different kind of thing. Then that's that's what you get when you watch Raw because it is just whatever happens that week. But when you're building up to the pay per views, you know which matches are going to happen. Um, I can't even remember the last time there were matches on there other than kickoff matches that were not uh, advertised beforehand that we didn't know were going to happen before that. So, yeah, that's that's that with the Rusev Ginger matches. Uh, up next, we had another mention of and showing of Austin's beautiful package is too big, too big. They had to cut it down. <laughs> the, the, the package jokes will not, at least coming from Austin Aries, will not ever get old, but hopefully they won't get old. They won't get close to getting old because as soon as they stop happening, that's when he's actually back in the ring. So I'm looking forward to that. So we had, uh, like I said, Neville versus Jack Gallagher. Go check it out. Um, we had a short interview with Paul Heyman, and uh, he explains how no matter what happens in Kevin Owens versus versus Goldberg, his client, Brock Lesnar, um, wins. Because if Goldberg wins and he goes to WrestleMania with the Universal title, then Brock Lesnar wins. If uh, Kevin Owens win- wait, 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 I didn't. The, the logic doesn't necessarily make sense because the match is no matter what going to be Goldberg versus Brock Lesnar. And he says, if, if Kevin Owens wins, then Brock Lesnar still wins because of something. Maybe it didn't have anything to do with the title, but whatever is, is a pretty good is probably the most interesting thing other than the cruiserweight stuff. Um, and even then it didn't really, uh, I need to, I guess I need, no, I don't need to watch it again. They're going to show it again on raw probably or something, or he's going to sum it up somehow. Um, okay. 
Up next, we had a uh, New Day segment. Um, this, again, felt very much like an episode of Raw. This, like, oh, now we have this this is happening it's not a match or anything it's just the new day coming out and talking they have their ice cream um their ice cream bike bike what is that ice cream stand with their new day pops and so they're t- talking about that and that's basically it and uh Big E keeps singing uh while well, he sings uh randy orton's theme song his entrance theme and some other stuff and <laughs> Uh, I did enjoy them asking asking Biggie if he's been sipping. I think almost everybody involved in that in this show was was drunk or under the influence of something because it was so it, it was all over the place. The camera operators did a good job. Like the production people did a good job. Like uh, the, the 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 picture quality, all of that was great um audio cues i noticed anything being, being uh off there the commentary is pretty good but as far as like deciding what happens i think all of those people were drunk um up next we had uh roman reigns versus Strowman. roman defeats Strowman with a spear after dodging that big splash i already talked about that a little bit um my favorite moment from this match which was awesome and it should have continued that awesomeness of braun Strowman just being this incredible beast um who should be being built up to destroy brock lesnar but instead it's roman reigns who's i guess going to be going against brock lesnar after wrestlemania but anyway um this great moment outside the ring roman goes for a spear and braun just catches him mid he just snatches him out of the air and then throws him through the announcer's table awesome awesome moments um but it didn't repeat inside of the ring he he got hit by the spear because he is so dazed from uh hitting the mats with that huge big splash moving on we had mick who is responding to his instructions from stephanie uh, go up to Samoa Joe and saying, don't interfere with Kevin Owens versus Goldberg. And I think everybody in the entire world, even if they're not even aware of what WWE is, it was like Samoa Joe wasn't going to do that. There's been no indication that he would even think about doing that. Why are you, why are you, what's, what's going on here? And he should have been using that time to go and talk to the two people who actually interfered in the next two matches. We had Sasha Banks come out and uh, interfere when Charlotte was about to finish the match. Um, And there's no consequences for that. Now, she did inform the ref of uh, tomfoolery on Charlotte's part. And she was grabbing onto the back of Bailey's tights to get further leverage for the pin. Um, which would be fine if that's all that happened, but Sasha straight up interfered before that, that Charlotte would have had a legitimate win. No funny business at all. It's not like she came out to stop Charlotte from cheating. She, she wasn't, she was just about to hit a huge move to the outside, which is not against the rules. It's not against the rules. Uh, if somebody has the rule book that is now available on Amazon, whatever, um, show me a page on there that says that you're not allowed to attack the po- opponent 
um, when they're outside of the ring. Of course you can. If you couldn't, then these matches would be end in disqualifications all the time just for having uh, fighting outside the ring. You just can't do it for more than the 20 count. Is it a 20 count? 10 count. It's a, it's a 20 count in Japan, I think. Um, not, not that we can even tell what, what numbers they're saying. It, everything's a 10 count. He's already gotten a, a 10 count seven times. Um, so, yeah, I I didn't like that. Um, and it didn't make sense. And it's, uh, I mean, I, I like Bailey a lot. I like her being champion. But that was not a good win. Highlights of this match, however, uh, this this match, other than that ending, um, was probably my third favorite match of the night. Um, we had this beautiful moonsault by Charlotte, followed by a, a senton right afterwards. It reminded me a lot of um, Alexa Bliss's uh, insult to injury. Um, she does, what are the two moves? It, it's similar, but not from off of the ropes and stuff. And then we also had an awesome combination from Bailey when she uh, when she hit a Frankensteiner off the off the turnbuckles there, and then climbed up and did a huge elbow drop. So yeah, basically everything that happened before Sasha came out for no reason, for no reason and to no consequence. Um, everything before that was was great, um, and that brings us to. Goldberg versus Kevin Owens. Uh, this did have me laughing. Kevin had me laughing quite a bit because uh, he's uh, messing around uh, at the top, playing mind games, uh, coming in and go- leaving the ring, uh, going back in and then going back out and all of that before the bell rings. And then finally he gets in there. He's like, all right, I'm ready. I have uh, to ring the bell. La, 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 la. And uh, Chris Jericho's music hits. And uh, Kevin Owens is distracted. The bell rings. Goldberg hits him with a spear. Then jackhammer, pen, and Jericho smirks from the entrance ramp. And uh, we have a new Universal Champion. Bill Goldberg, who uh, will definitely not defend the title between now and WrestleMania. And then defend the title against Brock Lesnar who may or may not beat him for it. He'd probably beat him for it. And I don't, I don't know. So so that's it. We had Raw Talk afterwards, which was hosted by Renee Young this time, um, which was a good aspect of it. But I was, wasn't paying the most attention to it. Uh, there's something about raccoons in Jerry Lawler's yard when he was talking to the big dog. So that's it. That that was Fastlane. Fastlane was... was was that thing that was on last night. Um, I, I hope things get more interesting and that WrestleMania is exciting and has some cool stuff that happens. And uh, I am excited about the cruiserweights. The cruiserweights are starting to really take off now. And um, people are in general, it seems like people are getting more and more into them. And the fact that both of those matches were so, well received and uh were so exciting and fun to watch so i can't wait to see what happens with neville and the rest in uh austin aries's return austin aries and his huge package 
Uh, all right, that's it for WWE Fastlane 2017. Let me know what you thought about it by tweeting me at TIW Podcast. Go to todayiwatched.com for more reviews. If you enjoyed this episode or anything else on the site, please share some links with your friends. Subscribe on iTunes, write a review on iTunes, and support the show even more at patreon.com slash todayiwatched. Thanks for tuning in, and I'll be back with week 10 of WWE 2017. Bye.